I think that's a really big thing is how do we not just do these projects that are happening with the city and downtown, but how do we show that our community is progressive minded as well to bring young families here? Because the shift is changing on what matters to people the younger and younger we get. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology instructor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode, we'll give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. We just said, okay. 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 All right. No. Right. <laughs> it's sunny. That's all that matters right now. Yeah, except that the only sunny part of the day, yeah. we are now in the studio. It was snowing and poo-poo, like, glob. I mean, it was... Oh. It was awful. Oh. It was awful today. <laughs> it, it, so I was gone um, Yeah. to Canada. Yeah. And I'm in the Canadian mountains, uh-huh. and it was warmer where I was than, uh, than it was here in Minnesota. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. spring's going to come whenever it decides to show up. I'm not as concerned about spring as I am about summer. Because the longer this ice stays on the lake, <laughs> the longer it's going to take um, for yeah. you know us to be able to get in the water. So that's right. my concern. Buck up. Hurry it up, man. Get a get a wetsuit. Yeah, I'm gonna need to. That's a great idea. I have my winter wetsuit on. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It'll be. I won't be cold at all. <laughs> Maybe my toes. It's fine. I can have socks. I'm sure they have socks or like booties. Ew. Well, it's better than being cold. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So what the heck? What the heck? First, I just want to include this because so there's many an update. words on your what the heck. I know. Heck. I know. But there's an update to a story that we've talked about a few times. Okay. So you'll remember we've talked about South Dakota Attorney General. Oh, yeah. Right. Jason Ravensburg. Mm-hmm. He has now been impeached. So this is the guy who killed someone in a hit and run mm-hmm. and claimed he didn't know. Right. Right. So he has now been impeached, the first official in the state of South Dakota to ever be impeached. Mm-hmm. And he is going to be removed from office temporarily, um, while at least while the Senate waits before they have a trial. So I guess there's a rule they have to wait 20 days before they can have a trial. Which is weird. Which is really weird. But uh, anyway, so whatever. he's going to be removed during that period and mm-hmm. during the trial. Um, and then the trial will determine his political fate. So there's just a little update for you to our what the heck that we've talked about since last summer when it happened. So I do think it is worth noting, particularly because we talk about both sides of things around here that the governor who called for this impeachment and the house of representatives yes. that all is impeaching him is re- all, they're all Republicans. All Republicans. And so, yes. and he is a Republican. So, right. like, so it's not it's, a political no. attack. No. Yeah. Uh, except that there might be, so that's the, oh, <laughs> what? Sorry. you didn't read that part about, so like part of, <laughs> part of his um, uh, outrage here is that 
he says that this is retribution because he had opened an investigation into uh, Christy oh, Noem, Governor okay. Christy Noem. If you remember, okay. yeah. Governor Christy Noem was like, hey, licensing person, I yeah. think my daughter needs right. to be not failed the third time. And yes. there was that whole thing. Yep. And so there's open investigations there. So that it is a little like, why can't it just be clean cut? But right. at least something is happening. Right. Yes. Anyway. Okay. All right. That's the update. Yeah, that's the update. This is going to take forever. Well... <laughs> We just got the update. We just got the update. Right. Okay. Um, so my what the heck story um, is actually not maybe like a slap your head kind of one, but um, the headline was Metaverse Company to Offer Immortality. I was intrigued and I have some questions, so I had to read about this. The CEO of Somnium Space recently had lost his father and was sad that his kids were too young to really have the chance to know him or remember him. Mm-hmm. And so he started thinking about how virtual reality and artificial intelligence could make it so like in a situation like this, you could actually play it out differently. You could have a full conversation and even the sensation of touch long after your loved one had died. It's weird, right? So apparently virtual reality can collect way more, like exponentially more data about you than a device like your smartphone. And this new technology he's developing is collecting every twitch, like your finger twitches, your eye movements, um, your, your body movement patterns, your voice, like all of the things It's already compatible with VR headsets, which makes it a more realistic experience. There's even um, a suit that you can put on to have the feeling, the sensation of touch triggered. Um, He said for the first 10 minutes or so, you shouldn't even be able to tell that you are really, you aren't really interacting with that person. Like it should be that realistic of a situation. Um, They do claim that it's not dangerous information collection like (laughs) like Meta, formerly Facebook, because you actually opt in and you have to pay for like the upgrade if you want it to store your data. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can opt out at any time. Like, so there's not, it's not like a a for sure thing. You have to opt in for that forever mode they're calling it. I just, I'm curious about this and I'm kind of thinking what the heck, like this seems a little creepy, but also kind of cool. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about it. You're a little conflicted. I'm a little conflicted. It seems kind of creepy. It does seem creepy, but it also like it's crazy because like this is twenty five years of of science fiction. Yeah, like coming to life. Yeah. I, the couple of things that I thought were interesting is like so the, I saw this article and it says Metaverse Company, mm-hmm. which is not the Metaverse like the Facebook Metaverse, no. which is like a branded thing. Meta, right? But like I've never so now Metaverse is now like a has become a ubiquitous thing right? for what we used to call virtual reality, right? I don't know. It's weird. It's like, so have you ever played the game The Sims? No. Like, so you create an avatar and you go into this space, right? It's like that, except for you're actually putting yourself in a space, like in a plot of land that you are going to tend to and And like own and all of your, all of your story is there. So like, I think it would be cool for you know, some of the um, people like from World War II, for example, like these people who are starting to, you know, we don't have any very mm-hmm. many survivors left. Like it would be cool to have this kind of a story in a museum type setting, right? Like, but not like but your this loved is ones weird. necessarily. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This yeah. feels a little weird. So, have you seen? Um, have you seen the TV show Upload? No. Okay. You have, do you know anything about it? No. I mean, basically, it's the same thing that like it's in the near future, and you can. Before you die, upload your brain essentially into a, a virtual reality and you can live there forever and people so can come visit you. It's and now like, a real thing. It's uh, now a real thing. Yeah. Except, of course, it goes bad. So 
I think it sounds, I mean, it sounds cool, but also it sounds wrong. And I think that there's a deeper, we can probably do like a whole show. Like there's a deeper thing about like part of what it is to be human is to be, now obviously they're not uploading a consciousness. They're uploading, you know, the, the I mean, in this version, it's just like, it's a replica. Sure. So that you can go talk to your dad. But I think what is, what is like what you're saying, like the artificial intelligence part is going to fill in those gaps, right? Yeah. Like that's, they're going to learn and, you know, Gross. like, it, I don't know. It's just. When we did it with the dinosaurs, they ate everybody. <laughs> Look what happened, guys. Right. Like <laughs> Life finds a way. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, it, yeah, what the heck? I'm not sure. Wow. I know, right? Also forever mode. Like how much does that cost? Um, so a, far, it's fifty dollars a year. Okay, that's not a whole year. That's not like a sustainable business model. You can't. No, and he's somebody. like, as this storage space is going to grow, we're <laughs> going to need to increase our cost because right. as more people sign up, you're going to need more storage. But like, he's like, I want this to be um, available to everyone. Like, I want it to be accessible. Everyone should have access. Everyone should be able to stay in touch with. Their as loved a sidebar, on the show upload, like there are different. Like, you pay money. And so then you have different levels and different experiences yeah. based on how much money you have. And it's very interesting. You would, as a sociologist, you'd probably find it interesting. I should probably go watch the show. All right. <sighs> okay. What do you have? All right. Well, I have Yours like more- three things, <laughs> which I'll try to do them quickly because it was, because I was gone last week. And so then- This is a, this was a week of it was actual weird. what the heck. Yes. So I'll try to be quick. Um, well, first of all, I have to, I have to give an honorable mention to C- Tucker Carlson Presents, <laughs> yes. which, so you, I'm assuming you've seen it because after your face- <laughs> Um, he has, so Tucker Carlson has his own production company. He's doing these, like what he calls documentaries. So he had one on January 6th then he had some other ones. And then now this is the first one there's, and nobody's seen it yet. It's just a trailer, Sure. but the trailer for it. And the show is called the end of men. I, I have to, (laughs) it's called what the heck segment. And so part of the trailer, I mean, the trailer is a montage, a bunch of mostly shirtless, buff men with mustaches like chopping wood and doing push-ups and then there's one clip where there's a man who it does look i mean and i'm it does look like a nude man (laughs) is copulating with a tesla charger which apparently is part of the thing is the one of the experts they had on was like if you want to boost your testosterone you need to tan your balls Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. So we yeah. can come back to um, um, the end of men in a different segment, but like, what the heck? What I find oh super, so like, there's a couple, couple of things that are super interesting. So the whole premise of the show is that like testosterone levels are crashing and the woke whateverness is destroying manhood and that's causing all kinds of problems. Sure. Which there are lots of problems with men these days. In ter- I mean, like in terms of um, drive and achievement. Well, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, we can get to that too, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like in terms of drive, achievement, education, like the, like all of the metrics that you would measure success as an adult, there has been decline like in the male population. So like there is some things going on, whatever sure. we can talk about them. I don't know if tanning your nuts hmm, is I don't really, think that's your solution is really the way to go, but like or they the have problem. this montage of all these guys and, and, and that, that are supposed to be like the manly men. And I'm like, have you watched any movies like the biggest movies of the last 10 years, right? Are all Marvel movies, yeah. right? Yep. Chock full of yep. huge biceps. Yes. Manly man men. And then Still like there. beards are a super th- big thing. Right. Axe throwing is like a pastime now. Right. I mean, like everywhere you look, 
Yes. I'm like, I don't see whatever. 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 <laughs> anyway, so that was one. <clears throat> we can come back to that one. Yeah. You asked me to put Elon Musk in here. We'll try to be real quick about we'll try it. To be real I don't quick. know what do you want to talk about, Elon. So Elon, Elon Musk, Musk is messing. So I, all I wrote was Elon Musk is doing what he does best, which is mess with people. Yes. I'm going to buy Twitter. I'm going to not buy Twitter. I'm going to manipulate over I'm Twitter. I'm going to manipulate the Twitter stock. <laughs> yeah. While I buy Twitter and like buy it cheaper and then like pump up the price. And I like just... the guy is all over. I mean, he's a, I mean, he, you ha- I have to give him credit for being some kind of genius and like achieving some amazing things. Sure. I did not realize that he acquired Tesla in this way through the hostile takeover. Like the NPR story that I listened to was walking through like Tesla wasn't his company. And like, this is how they, they call it a hostile takeover. What he was trying to do here as well. And this is how he acquired Tesla. Like I wasn't aware of that. I just very naively thought Tesla was, Elon Musk's well thing. It, it is Tesla now that you know today yeah, for is sure. Elon Musk for sure. Yes. Um. But anyway, so apparently, like, this is yes. not new. And for if him. you follow Tesla beyond just the like, what's the new thing that Tesla came out with? Yeah. Um. I've read uh some some biographies of Elon Musk. Of course, you have. It's an amazing. He's got an amazing story, but he's also like a huge egomaniac. Oh yeah. And and talk about like toxic masculinity, like the. Yeah. Like the work environment inside Tesla is not like right. great. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I don't know what to people. Uh, what I think is super interesting is that the, a lot of conservatives are like cheering him on because they because he talks like we need to not block people and it's got to be for yeah. free speech and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, I don't think he's the guy you think he is. Like he might give you some of the things that you want on the, you f- might put Trump back on Twitter. Right. <laughs> that was like a lot of the Exactly. But he's not, he's not on your team. Right. Anyway. So yeah. that's a whole thing. And so, so far nothing has happened, but it's been a thing people talk about. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. someone asked me, so this is, uh, someone asked me about it. They're like, well, how do you feel about it? And I'm, and my, my two responses were, um, you know, like at my free market side is like, great. Like he do, you know, you have the money, do, you know, you want to buy this company, do what you want and like, make it your thing. Um, he's, that's what he did with Tesla. And then he's got SpaceX and all And like, he's, yeah, maybe he will be an innovator and like do something new with the place. But then there's another part of me that's like that kind of concentrated power in one person's hands is kind of scary. Yeah. Also all these other um, personality traits that he would bring to the table. I don't yeah. know if that's necessarily like going to be a great thing. Right. So I'm conflicted. Yeah. But it's also been interesting to see. So I, that's the other <laughs> tag onto that is to Mr. Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, who apparently has decided that if he is not on TV every day. Oh my gosh. That he clearly he's running for president in five years, four, three years, two years, two and a half years, whatever it is. <laughs> Because he is on TV every day, and yes. so he got on the bandwagon, and he now he so I didn't see that. I didn't oh, see him talking about well, Twitter. Well, so Twitter, so Twitter, you know, they gave they're like Elon bought nine percent of the shares. Yeah, they said you can come be on the board, and yeah. then he was like, Nah, I don't do want to do that. And then he was like, Nah, and yeah. they're like, All right, fine. And then he's like, I'm going to take it over. And yeah. so then I don't know exactly what they did, but they've done something to uh, their structure. They call it a poison pill to make sure yes. that he can't take it over. Right. Somebody um, now has a larger stake than him. Right. Yes. Uh, and and so now Ron DeSantis is like, we're going <laughs> to, Florida is going to look into seeing how we can punish Twitter 
for you doing just, this poison pill thing because we need freedom because we're the freedom. And I'm just like, you are so far out of your jurisdiction. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. But just the state of Florida is going to step in and yeah, solve this. Yeah, we're going to, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Ron DeSantis could have a whole episode of our show. Probably, I don't, but I don't want to do that because the, this is part of the problem. And it's the same thing that he is pull, doing the Trump playbook. Yes. Which is from 2015 like, Trump. Just say, like, do these outrageous yep. things and get I will time. get airtime all ads. day yep. long. Yep. Sue Twitter. Uh, stick it to. Disney. Ban math books. Ban math books. Like oh whatever gosh. it is, it's every day. Yes. It's another thing. And, yes. And, and it's free ads. And we all talk free about advertising. it. advertising. And, we yep. and we're even doing it. So I don't want to give them a whole show. Okay. All right. My only other, I would have, my other what the heck goes, oh, geez. We have to, oh, frick. You're good. It's fine. <sighs> okay. Calm down. It's my show. It's, it's fine. We can do whatever we want. Uh, it, so like the Democrats, Minnesota Democrats uh, in their house today released their budget plan. So if you haven't known, if you didn't know, Minnesota has a projected budget, de uh, not deficit, but oh. surplus of yeah. $7.4 billion. Yeah, we're rolling in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and their plan is to spend all of it. Of course. Every single bit of it. Yeah. Not to <laughs> not to pay that. So we owe the federal government a bunch of money for our unemployment insurance that we drew down on uh, over the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we have other like rainy day funds. We have unfunded, you know, school money that we owe, like all kinds of stuff. None of that. Nope. We're just going to spend it all. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I mean, I know that's not where it's going to land. Yeah. Because you have the Senate is controlled by Republicans who also put out their asinine plan. Which, yes. So anyway, it just made me go, what the heck? Like, come on, guys. Like, <sighs> it just makes it so much harder to get anything done with when both teams come at it from such extremes. Like, yeah. and we won't compromise. We won't. I, I think I said it on this show. This was my, and I, this is what I said I would do. This is what they should do. They should take the budget deficit or not deficit. I said it again, budget surplus, and you're going to divide it into thirds and we're going to spend a third of it paying down like the unemployment insurance and sure. like rainy Stuff. day funds or yeah. whatever, save it, pay down debt, save it. We're going to do a third of it in tax cuts of some kind. Send me a check. And third of it. In new spending, you want to spend spend money to schools. You want to build some new parks, whatever. We're going to do a third, 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 and then those those last two, just divide it in half and say like Republicans, you can you can have half of it for tax cuts. Ooh. We'll do half, <laughs> or like divide it out by like the percentage of the house that they you know control, mm -hmm. right? So sixty forty split. Hmm. You got some stuff you want to do for carp? I don't know, whatever the <laughs> cultural things, and just. Wouldn't that be great if they just sat down and were like, here's how we're going to do this. We'll portion it out. Let's just be a little bit more rational. That'd be great. Sure. Yeah. But instead, we'll have like a bitter fight and maybe a shutdown. And then nothing will get spent. Yeah. Yeah. Although Walls did come out today and said there will be no special session, which I appreciated. I hope it works. Get it done. Well, that's what he said. He's like, you've yeah. had six months to do your job. Yeah. Get it done. Get it done. Do your job. Yeah. You're getting paid. Yes. What the heck? All right. What the heck? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> We're back. We're with another round of Larry Logic. I'm getting ready for our morning wow. show. Remember our short, our shortened morning show? Yes, it's coming. Yes. So you can all be really excited about that. Well, that's irritating. That's a whole, <laughs> well, that's irritating. Well, that's irritating. All right. It. No, but for real. Okay. Yeah. So we are about to have a conversation with a couple of folks that we don't know very well, mm -hmm. um, but we are excited to talk to them. Um, they happen to be like, Working remotely, living in a rural town, 
recently transplanted back to Fergus Falls from a larger metro area. And so we're just curious to talk to them about all those things. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to, to hear what they have to say about what it's like to sort of transition back. Um, and also like the pros and cons challenges and, and whatnot of, of, of being in a place that you love, but also uh, working somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Yes. So um, take a listen to Tommy and Ari Velasco. Just, this is what I usually this is what I usually do is just hit the button because we start talking and yeah. then, um, and then we just, start talking. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Now they're all like they're like oh crap I gotta get my stuff. <laughs> so you are yes like get yourselves cozy move get the mic comfortable and it, and it fully adjusts get it to wherever you need look it. To oh look how fun you guys are. Do you so feel pretty gosh. exciting? Yeah. Kind of proper. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. I mean, we are proper. Do you, radio. You want to. <laughs> That's it. I'm taking a picture. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to introduce who we have in the studio today? Uh, so joining us in the studio today, we are very excited um, to get to know. Oh, good. And we got a yeah. cheese picture. Cheese I love picture. it. Uh, we are very excited to get to know Tommy and Ariana Velasco. Did you do See? it right? I no, it right. Velasco. Like the, I said, I told my kids that. No, like, I said coming, it right. Who's coming on that show? I said the Velascos. And Oliver goes, like the pickles? <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> like no, no, son. Not no, like the they're not bringing pickles. No. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your intro. No, that's fine. Um, we'll just go from there. We so are so we are very professional. Today. All right. Yeah. Uh, no. So we're, we're you guys have listened to the show, um, yeah. and then we were going back and forth a little bit, and one of the things that had come up is like talking about people um, now. So this is going to be interesting to find out what your perspective on this is. Obviously that's why we have you here. Um, but people who like either live in rural areas and like remote work or like have come back. Cause okay. So one of you is from the area. Yeah, I yeah. am. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how about you introduce yourselves? Give like a tiny, tiny little bio sure. of like how, <laughs> how you are, why, how and why you are here to now. And we'll see how, and we'll go from there. Okay, cool. Um, well, my name is Ari Velasco. Um, my husband is Tommy, who's sitting next to me. Uh, we So I grew up here originally and um, graduated from here, did the whole morning sun, Fergus High. Okay, I'm not really gonna who calls it Fergus High? <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't Kennedy when I went there. It was the high school. I know, but no one calls it Fergus High. I know. Sounds better. Sorry. All right. Anyway, so you went to Fergus High. I'm already getting like razzed. I like not it. Even two minutes in. You spent some time away, which is why you came <laughs> back and said Fergus High. Uh, for, like the schools that were called like Jefferson High, those were for movies. Like, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Of course, it makes us from, sound way cooler. You're from Wapaton. I am. Oh my Ooh. God. I am not. I am not. She's North Dakota. No. <laughs> I grew up in Breckenridge. I'm on the right side of the river. He just loves poking me. It's fun. Just all right, so, all your so you're from here. You went right. to Fergus High, and then like you have family in the area. Yep. So all of my family is essentially from here. Some are scattered around the country now, but I would say 90% of us were born here or grew up here. Um, extended up to grandparents as well. So that's kind of yeah. kind of cool. A big part of what brought us back. Um, went to M State for a time. Went to um, Montana State after that in Bozeman. Both M States. Yeah, both <laughs> M States. <laughs> M State and MSU. Yeah, I yes, gonna say, I was going to say M State is Moorhead State University. I know. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Different. Very different. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, graduated from Bozeman with a degree in sociology. <gasps> oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> this day just keeps getting better. <laughs> Tommy's sitting over there going like, yeah, I know. Just, I know. <laughs> so like Tammy, I do fall into the liberal camp and okay. am not a political hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> Clear, clearly on the side. I Got love it. it. Um, anyways, so yeah, did that. Uh, worked out west for a while when I met Tommy. Worked in luxury hospitality, which brought us from Big Sky and Bozeman to San Diego. Did a stint in San Diego for a year, and then we came back here because we kind of kind of had opportunity to come back. We wanted to have a family, which has happened, which has been great. But they yeah. don't they don't allow that in San Diego. Oh, they do, but it's just it's such a transient community. It's not where you huh. want to have your first child. It's Interesting. Ama- it's amazing, but it's kind of like the Vegas of California. Interesting. I'm going to call my aunt and uncle that? and my sure. cousins from San Diego and see like how they've liked living there for the last 48 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, where do they yeah. live? In well, San- I, I, to be honest, I've never visited them, so I have no oh. idea. Oh, you're missing out. Wow. All right. All right. We lived like downtown, like in San Diego. In San Diego. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so. Nice. Yeah. All right. And how about you? Um, I grew up in California. Okay. I went to, <clears throat> excuse me, a golf academy. After high school in San Diego, what is, what is Wait, that? What is what it like uh, to become a teaching pro? Okay, so wow. golf course manager, teaching pro. Cool. Okay. So I started traveling around the country with a private golf course design architect, also uh, housing builders, and so kind of traveled around and went to different golf courses in different areas seasonally, and ended up in Montana. Worked for a private ski resort there where I met Ari and then so on and so forth. Okay. So, and then so on and so forth. Uh, you met, so at the, at the luxury ski resort? We mm-hmm. did. Yes. We worked together. Oh. Yeah. Well, kind of. Very short stint. Yeah. Oh. I made her leave. I cho- oh. I chose to leave. Because <laughs> you didn't want to work See with her? Later. We don't work well or together. You, no. Oh, that's no. not how I went? No. Living no. together, working together just wasn't no. ideal anymore. <laughs> um, is the is the fancy golf course thing in Montana, is that playing out like Yellowstone? Like I'm watching this, right? Is that how this was for you? So it is the Yellowstone Club is what it's called. Oh. I mean, like, have you seen the Yellowstone show? Very different. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like, it's are you a, dealing with the mafia in Montana? Is a cowboy show? No. I, but there's like a, de- a whole thing with wow. the golf course. Company, like, oh, I thought I thought Yellowstone. I just assumed Yellowstone was like a cowboy show, like an actual cowboy show, well, like Western. It's like the mafia, yeah. like present day mafia. Course. Yeah, in, present day. That's not yeah. a Western. No. Well, I mean, there's cowboys. Yeah, there's cowboys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Not in that area. No. Okay. No. Okay. There are, but not really anymore. Okay. Right. <laughs> so did you okay. did you finish your like a golfing academy, like? Did you, were you ever working as a pro then? Is that? No, no, no. You traveled and did the other end of golf course stuff. Well, you were a teaching pro. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. I never got my certificates or anything like that. So you play, you play golf now? Play golf, Is like, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always wondered, like, sometimes the golf pro, like the teaching pros, I'm like, do they play golf or do they just like, did they, are they like a sports scientist where they got a degree to teach people how to do it? But like, anyway. Yeah. He's being modest. He's real good. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Some days. <laughs> he's, he's being modest. <laughs> 
Which is kind of nice because most people, like if they're really good at golf, they are not modest about that. Right? <laughs> oh no, they want to no. talk about it. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's unique. We'll yeah. give you bonus points for that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so you met in Montana, then you went to San Diego together. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in San Diego? So I took a promotion um, a down luxury there. Luxury promotion. Well, do you get to add once when you look for luxury? Do you get to add luxury to everything? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So, well, we were both. I mean, the industry we we're technically in was hospitality, but we worked in um, like five star resorts. So, we, there's a difference between luxury and and hospitality. hospitality. <laughs> yes. Not do tell. We don't. We we don't know what that's like. I mean, I have this trait now that's called my concierge voice. Ooh, what is it? It's coming out a little bit right now because I have to like speak clearly and professionally, but I was trained to answer the phone. Do it. And you can still kind of do it too. Sure. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going I'm to. I'm not going to do it. It was the concierge. It was, thank you for calling Mr. So-and-so. Oh. I hope you're having a wonderful day. How can I assist you today? Oh, Yeah. Do they? Okay. So people who say at luxury places, do they actually want to be greeted that way? Yes. Are you kidding me? So. Yeah. I would just be like, just say hi. I just want to order something. There are people who will t- would tell us that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They'd be but like, nicely. you can just call me. You can just someone hey, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you worked there in San Diego, somewhere in San Diego together. Yeah. So I worked for um, a company called Montage and they have a Pendry Hotel there. So I took a promotion there um, as a restaurant manager. What? I'm only laughing because I'm like, she's right. It's a luxury thing because I don't know any of these names. It's not the Hilton. It's not the Hilton. It's not a Marriott. It's not a Hilton. It's a montage. It is. Yes. At the Pendleton. Pendle? Pendry. The Pendry? Pendry. Pendry. Yeah. Wow. You're having a hard time. I'm not luxury. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. So yeah, move. I had an opportunity to move there and we were just kind of at a point in our life in Big Sky, you know, it's a resort town and we had just gotten married and we're, we're ready for something new living in a ski resort town. You know, you live a little bit of a different lifestyle for a while, um, especially in your early twenties and thirties. And so it was time to move on and he, you kind of took a break in San Diego. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I worked at uh, the Fairmont Grand Del Mar. All right. There, that one I might be at. <laughs> and it would be a nice place. Yes. It's, it's very nice. <laughs> All right. We'd love, to, we'd love Mike to visit there. Yes. Yeah. Would we? Yeah. Oh. Do you know anybody there yet anymore? Get me. I don't no. know. I don't no, think so. Never mind. Yeah. Jeez. Well, inter- interview over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and... From there, we just, I wanted to transition out of hospitality. Just wasn't, we weren't happy there. Um, as much fun as we were having going to the beach and the sun and, you know, yeah. living that San Diego life. But um, Minnesota was kind of calling me home. I don't know if it was necessarily calling Okay, so home. I have questions about that because <laughs> yeah. I am not here for the winter. And so, like, having had a break from that, even Montana, I, kn- I understand, like, snow in the <laughs> mountains in Montana, but, like, it's a little bit more temperate in terms of temperature in the wintertime. And especially once you've been out in California, how the heck can anybody be called back to this? <laughs> like it's late April and we had snow today. I just, I need some information there. 
Well, in Montana, it's actually winter for 10 months. Wow. So you get about two months of summer. Oh. So this is This is better. better. Not much. It's not in July. It's not, but it's not like as frigidly cold. Right, right, right. right. Like, yeah, for the, I mean, it. It is. All right. Yeah. Okay. It'll get negative 40, negative They lived there. Okay. We didn't. But California, you were in California California most recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And still like, yeah, let's go to Minnesota. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was probably the hardest part to leave. Yes. Everything else was pretty easy for us to leave. Just. We, we love living in cities, but we, I don't know, we just were at a point in life where we weren't ready to just keep keep going on that fast track anymore. Okay. So, a little slower pace, but yes, the weather today is not ideal. No. What is right now? It's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. There's birds chirping. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're yeah. bathing back here in the, yeah. The yeah. snow. snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm choosing to blame anybody who still has Christmas decorations that they're summoning <laughs> the snow gods. Mike, do you have holiday? Decor? I do not. I took them down two weeks ago in that one day when it was like 48 okay. and I took everything down. Good job. Yes, not being thanks. a part of the problem anymore. So you, you, then you move, so you move back. So you have family here. Yeah. You do not. Which, nope. Where is your closest family, Tommy? Uh, Arizona and Florida. Okay. So like couldn't be farther away. Yep. Um, but you said you had some opportunities. Like what, what was, yeah. it wasn't just family. Yeah. I took a job at the cancer center here, um, working in patient referral services. So I was, um, working with the nurse navigator there at the time and, um, wanted a different kind of totally different. Yeah. But it's like kind of same kind of thing, right? Like it's connecting people and, and yep. Resources and all of that. So yeah, it was, it was hospitality in a different light, which is kind of what I was looking for, you know, and a little bit more of that nine to five and, as much as we loved our members and our guests in the luxury space, I was looking more for like true connection as mm-hmm. well. We had that at some point, you know, with some people, but I was looking for more like, how am I serving people? How am I helping people versus, you know, giving them their chocolate mint on a platter, Sure, you know, at night on um, for their pillow. Not, yeah. I mean, that's, that yeah. didn't actually happen, but I mean, it could happen. It yeah. could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like, would never have oh, put yeah. something so pedestrian as a chocolate mint on a pillow. It yeah. was yeah. probably some with champagne. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Shaved caviar. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just looking for something a little bit more, um, not necessarily low key, but more meaningful. So I hear you saying that you were looking for something a little bit more key, low key. Mm-hmm. And I think of the pictures that you've shared recently of the work that you do now. And I'm yeah. thinking like, there's not anything <laughs> low key about what you do now. Right. So what do, so, you, <laughs> what do you guys do now? <laughs> you were a brewer for a while. Uh, I just worked at the tap room at Fergus brew. Okay. So yep. you, okay. Got it. Yep. yep. Uh, and, and then you were working at the cancer center, but now you do. I don't something. think either of you are low key anymore. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, <laughs> my day-to-day is a little bit more low-key until I'm traveling for work. Okay. But yes. Um, now, I, cr- I work remote full-time for a company called Outside, which houses Outside Magazine. Why are you rolling your eyes, Mike? That sounds like the coolest thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, the company was formerly called Pocket Outdoor Media, and then... Um, our CEO purchased Outside and rebranded us. So there's about 40 brands that live under the name Outside now. The brands I work for are Warren Miller Entertainment, 
which is a ski film tour industry. Ski film tour? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like I don't have to go skiing. I can just- Watch a film. Watch a film? Yeah. Yep. So we put out a new film every year. Um, This year will be the 73rd film. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I work for the events and experiences department, so film tours. So I work on the Warren Miller film tour, which is skiing. Then we have the fly fishing film tour. So that's a submission-based film tour. And then NASTAR, which is where I was, what Tammy's referring to, some photos. So we, NASTAR is like a grassroots ski racing um, Hmm. production that's put on every year by different resorts around the country. NASTAR. We help market the national championships. So those were in Aspen Snowmass two weeks ago. So we were there. Cool. Yeah, helping and support like that. meeting some famous people. <laughs> yeah. Some- She's like, no big deal. <laughs> From time to time. <laughs> There'll be a- There's May- nothing low-key about I that. I was going to say, you'll have to have like a, like a gossip version show. <laughs> no, after- I saw the pictures. Afterwards. Oh, you saw the pictures. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. this isn't low-key. And then- So what do you do, though? Like, what do you- Yeah. Are you- coordinator or like what are you yeah so my yeah my title is the marketing coordinator but my primary my primary jobs within it is I do a lot of the media buying for the tours and NASTAR and then our we also have a cycling series so if you're into biking no um (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't say that I do bike like all year (laughs) I'm not a cyclist though those are two different there are people who ride bikes and there are cyclists yes (laughs) different people yeah so I do a lot of the uh, like the local media buying for that, um, develop a lot of press kits with the team I work for and work with. And then I do handle a lot of the athletes um, who are in the films. And that's that, where the connection. There yeah. Is. The athletes that came out to NASTAR. And so I help coordinate them and get them to where they need to be, provide them with the media we need to, them to share on their platforms, et cetera. So, yeah. Cool. Hence the hospitality background. Yeah. Yeah. And sociology. And so, yeah. I would think sociology, like a basis in that would be helpful in hospitality because you're sort of like, you're basically manipulating people. (gasps) Mike. What? What do you think sociology is? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm saying in hospitality, (laughs) like knowing how to manipulate, like knowing Having a background in sociology, I mean, it'd be great for political science too. Like yes. the whole thing is to political motivate people or to make them feel a certain sure. way. And like, that would be perfect. That's actually like, it's not a huge leap from one to the other. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think maybe. Maybe mani- manipulate maybe is, it has, is that too much of a negative connotation to it? Like it sounds mean. Like I bad. mean, like there's a lot of sociologists who go the lawyer route. Yeah, also manipulating people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tammy and I did not go that route. So yeah, we right. as sociologists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Tommy, what are you doing now? Though? Okay, also, oh, wait. because oh, this sorry. is not low-key. Because Jeez. the picture that she sent me um, for Tommy <laughs> is in front of like a rocket launcher. See? Nothing low-key about these people. <laughs> All right. Which? which you, so you I actually, the- I work for Life Smiles Dental here in town. So I'm. Wait a minute. That's cool. I don't yeah. know. Why I like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. That's low key. No. Wait a minute. No. Just wait. Okay. Life was it. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I'm patient services at the office. Perfect. Uh, been there for three years, and with this low key thing that you're talking about, um, I got presented a opportunity to work for a hospitality group who does side projects for Blue Origin and their space tourism 
New Shepard. I I'm really I was about to say I was like so which space company do you work for? Do you work for the NASA one, for the crazy guy, or for the phallic one? <laughs> Apparently the phallic one. <laughs> have you talked? To, have you brought that up in any meetings yet? Like maybe you could sell more tickets if it didn't. Maybe. Right. No. Or no. maybe they you should know it. definitely use they that in the marketing because you could sell more tickets. <laughs> like you got to play this the right way. Oh my god. That's amazing. Yeah. So. I have to totally rethink like hospital because every so like hospitality. So if someone was say, oh, I went to school for hospitality, I'm thinking like, yeah, you work at the you're a holiday, tour guide like or, you are, Inn yeah, or what, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So like, what do you do for? The- I am the transportation lead for them. So what does that mean? So basically the astronauts and guests come in to go on this launch and they're there for probably about a week and I drive them around and once this launch happens then there's a recovery mission and i drive out there and recover them with their plus ones and their guests are out there and we're having a big party right after what do you what do you drive like what do you pick them up in when you when they are in the recovery mission like is it a rover kind of thing it is a it's a rivian oh snap i don't know what that is it's an electric truck (gasps) it's beautiful piece of machinery okay yeah very cool that's fantastic yeah Fun, super fun. So, do you? You both must. You travel then. So, like, mm-hmm. what? How much traveling are we doing? Um, I travel a lot more in the fall for the ski. I suppose the ski fest, the ski film tour festival. Um, so this last winter I was gone, or last fall I was gone. I don't know what like. And typically, my travels on weekends when the shows are. Oh, that's. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but, yeah. I think I was gone six weekends. Oh, that's not bad. No, but I mean, it is, it was a lot of West coast travel and a little bit of East coast. So between the the beginning of October and mid December, I was gone for work, um, those weekends. And then, you know, there's like other stuff in between and then, you know, other, some other times throughout the year where I'm gone for maybe a week or two here and there. So, yeah. Hmm. And how, and you, um, I go down to West Texas every two months and I'm there for any you know, from like a week, two weeks to three weeks. Oh, wow. That's a, so that's, mm-hmm. so way more. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. West Texas. So these phallic rockets, like we're <laughs> launching them every two months. Like mm-hmm. it, it, this is happening way more than we're seeing about, like now it's old news. So it's just not like making the front page anymore. Is that what, is that what's happening? Um, I mean, it kind of depends on who's going on oh, the okay. missions, right. yes. you know, cause are they yes. cool. Yep. Right. Or are they just some sort of eccentric billionaire i kind of imagine though like that recovery mission afterwards the party like there's got to be a big like oh my god you made it back i kind of didn't think you would <laughs> a little a, bit a, yep. a little bit like yeah it's still something that is so you're horrible very new. emotional it's so new and like kind of you know whatever mike you know have- that someday a pat like a like a space tourism or non-astronaut rocket is going to Someone's going to die and it's, then it'll be big news, but like, sure. Cause That's, it's dangerous. Like you can't, I mean, it's not dangerous, but it is. Sure. Anyway, well, so. and it's such a novelty right now that I think it's just like, oh my gosh, you actually survived. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Let's have a party. You have kids. Mm-hmm. You do. What yeah. are, how many kids do we have? Yeah. Her name's Yael. We just have one. That's one. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's going to be two in July. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And so traveling and toddler and 
but you have a lot of family in town. We do. We have yes. a lot of support. We have great daycare. We have, um, you know, family helps a lot. My mom and sister and then his mom will fly up from time to time if we're going to be gone for an extended period of time, which is so helpful. And yeah, a big part of the reason we moved back here as well is, you know, like I said, kind of starting a family and going in that direction. So were you drawn back to this area? I mean, obviously for family, but um, with the idea that like eventually you'd be able to work remotely or no. like no. that wasn't even on your radar. No, no. Okay. Cause it was pre COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, cause you came back to non travel jobs yeah. and then, yeah, I think, you know, a big part of it for me was I was looking to do something different in my career for sure. Uh, I had started a little marketing side business here doing social media for some small businesses in town, which I really enjoyed. So I was looking to transition out of working for myself in that space and working at the cancer center at the time to doing just marketing and another for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And this opportunity came along and I couldn't say no. And it was great that it was remote Mm -hmm. because at this point we were a year into COVID. I was like, gosh, it'd be really nice to just work from home and who knows what's going to continue to happen. So that, that was a big piece for me, um, was being able to work remotely, especially now having a young child. Yeah. And, you know, I work for a company that's great to parents and maternity leave, paternity leave. So we're just really lucky that way that we're able to live here and I'm still able to work really hard and pursue dreams, but also, um, yeah, have that, be able to Spend that time with my kid that I can. Yeah. yeah. So is that like, uh, <clears throat> so your job, your new remote job mm-hmm. came about during COVID. Yeah. Was it, was, would it have normally have been a remote job pre-COVID or did they build that around because of the circumstances or like? Yeah. So the person who had my job before me, from what it sounds like just listening back to my <laughs> colleagues, they were all in the office sure. and then COVID happened and they all went remote, of course, just like every other tech company in the country. Mm-hmm. And then now it's developed into this hybrid role. But when I was hired, remote was okay, um, which was which worked out great, obviously. Um, but I'm, I'm their first true remote role in my department because you don't go to the office there Mm -hmm. at all yeah unless i'm in boulder so yeah that's uh i was just i think it was a couple days ago the star tribune had an article about i mean because so much stuff is changing right now yeah uh that uh target has decided to go hybrid forever now like and they're their headquarters are in downtown Minneapolis. I think they have like four or 5,000 people that work in downtown Minneapolis. So it's a big deal and it's good, but also there are negative, you know. It affects a lot of other businesses. Right, there's a lot of ancillary businesses that are like been waiting for people to return. Yeah. Um, But it's just sort of, yeah. Yeah. I wonder about like, and yes, COVID impacting the switch to more places, allowing remote work and whatever, and just... The effort that we're seeing to revitalize small communities like ours um, and elsewhere in rural areas, obviously, too. But you need to draw people back, right? Like you need young families to come back to these spaces or they die, right? Um, And so just the convergence of both of those things at the same time, like the ability to, hey, we actually have like strong internet here now right like so you can come <laughs> i mean like things like that like that's, you, oh, that's true. you have to have these things that are going to draw these young families back or young couples to start families like 
to prevent your little town from dying off. How how old are you, were you guys when you moved back? If you don't mind me, I mean, you don't have to tell me. You can like, ask. I, um, I can ask you, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I was 20, was I 26? Yeah. Yeah, 26. Yeah. I'm a little older. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Fine. What so is are we? 26 <laughs> yep. plus. I was 40. 40? Okay. You weren't. How old are you? 43. Get out of town. Yep. All right. Well, you look great. <laughs> you know, it's that San Diego. Yep. Uh, yeah, I didn't know how old he was until the day before our first date, and I almost canceled. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got her. Nice work. Nice work. If you even it out, then I, I, the only reason I ask is because like that that actually has been a trend uh, in a lot of rural areas. Like over the last, I think it's I think that people have been paying attention is like the last 15, 20 years. They they that even in rural counties that are losing population, the the group, like the demographic group between 30 and 49 is growing. Like, and they call it, like, I mean, Ottertail County has an initiative. They call it the Rural Rebound Initiative or whatever. Maybe yeah. you're, are you aware of it? I mean, like, so that there is this sort of like cyclical nature for a lot of people who say exactly the same things that you guys did. We wanted to slow down. We wanted to raise a family, you know, like obviously millions of people raise families in Cal- in California. So like it is possible to do, but it's different. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I have one sister who spent 10 years in, in California and then they moved back to the area. I mean, they went, they moved to Wisconsin, but the same kind of, you know, they yeah. loved it. There was so many great things that they loved out there, but they just wanted to be, wanted to be closer to family, wanted to, you know. Yeah. I think another thing too, as far as, COVID happening and taking a remote job and slowing down, we were ready to speed up again. You know, like we'd, we'd been back here for a year, you know, like, and we were just so on the go all the time with our jobs that having a job for me that allowed me to travel was also a really big deal to right. be able to get out and continue to experience different things while I lived in Fergus Falls. So that, that's a huge, huge thing. And I will say my job now I'm learning so much and so many of these skills can be translated into helping our community to just thrive in more of a tech technological space. Um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. Also another reason why, why communities like this need to attract younger people um, to do the techie crap. whatever man i don't have patience to learn much more of that do we need more techie things Uh, (laughs) yes web web three is coming oh man we're on web two we are i thought there's only one we just have the web it's just the one (laughs) no my company just launched their web three space today so yeah wow Wow. (laughs) we've missed a couple of generations called the um, outerverse look it up i can't speak to it well yet but can i upload wow. my consciousness there for all of eternity sure oh geez we'd love and to I buy could, your nft and then i could like <laughs> non-fungible wow. tokens great are you going to explain to me what they are like i understand that you they can't be replicated and you can buy them and they're digital yes that's all i yes <laughs> That's all I have. We, I, we are we are well, sounding like a, grandparents this today. This is real bad. <laughs> no, it's we crime. are still hip. We are still hip. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I called a friend of mine. I was like, "Can you explain this to me?" And all he said was, "It's like baseball cards." 
And I was like, that that doesn't help. Well, I mean, it kind of that actually is pretty good. That, yeah, that's a, it's like a digital baseball card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, that's a whole still that's dumb. A whole another sidebar. So, what would you say? <laughs> like, so now you live. So you've been in Fergus for three. Oh, three, three, three years. almost four years. Three and four years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you move back and then almost. Wait, I need a cool job. Freaking COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> like this is nice to connect with people, but I need. I need to go. I need to go. So that that would that would beg the question: like living in a smaller rural community, then, uh, like, what would be your top three, like, po- like top three positives and top three negatives? Like, what, like, what is? I want to hear your Tommy. Yeah, first. I want Tom. I want. <laughs> I want him to go first. He's like top okay. three positives. Yeah, and top three negatives. Family want- can't be one of them. I don't think family should be a positive. Okay, that's fine. Well, no. Okay. I will, I will accept your parameters because that that makes it a more generalized rural thing, yeah, and not so much like, well, I moved here because my parents moved here, yeah, because yeah. that is a huge anyway. So yeah. you can do that. You can't do that. Well, you can't say your wife. Okay, <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> unless she's in the negatives. Um, not being from the city, I think one of my top three is that, and I was telling her last night we have a large group of great friends here where in a bigger city, you have a small group of great friends or good friends. So, you know, at any time we can call, you know, 15, 20 different couples and go out and have drinks and, you know, they'll probably have kids and we all go out and have fun. Where in a bigger city, you know, you only have that small group of friends. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I need to ask you about this because um, we've, we've had conversations about, people moving back to rural communities or moving into rural communities that didn't have like the lifelong roots here. Yeah. And so are your, are your circle of friends like, is that based on some of your connections or have you like organically made these great friendships? No, I think it's mostly through her. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) like connections from when she lived here before. Yep. Yeah. You've had a couple like organic friends though that have come out of work and yeah, things like yep. that. And I don't you mean always... like, like, oh, you didn't make friends. They're her friends. But <laughs> sure. I'm just saying like this, yeah. this thing where like people who didn't grow up here try to move in and like, it's hard. How do I make friends? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're not from here. Yep. You're an outsider. You know, that kind of mentality. Especially so. in my age range. <laughs> right. right. Which is mid thirties. Which is mid forties. <laughs> early, early forties. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So All right. So number two. Lots uh, of friends. Good. Yep. Um, I think, so I have lived all over the country working at different private golf courses and I have lived in some places that are pretty rural or pretty remote mm-hmm. because they'd have a great golf course there, you know, and members are from all over the country. So they would fly in. Um, so I guess kind of relating to that here, you know, it's the same, you know, it's a great rural city. Um, but you have big cities around it too, Minneapolis and Fargo, you know, to where you're pulling, you know, different stuff. If you wanted to go to a super target or whatever it is, (laughs) don't say the target word. It's a really big deal around this one. It's really hard. (laughs) We moved back like a year after it closed. Yeah. And it's really well, at least painful. it was after it closed and you didn't like show up and then it closed. I so. bought a bunch of stuff for San Diego here at, at the target. And then it closed two months later. 
there's did my best. Nothing more <laughs> Minnesotan and Minnesotan small town than being lamenting about the target. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. So you got big city amenities available to you, mm-hmm. but you still yep. have this small town. Small kind of town. Thing. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think you know he said I couldn't include my wife in this one, <laughs> but, but being in a small town when I moved here, nobody knew me, so I could literally someone would come up to me in the dental office and you know, Oh, you're not from here. Well, how do you, how do you know that? Well, we can tell, we could tell that you're not from here. <laughs> and so I could just, you know, say her maiden last name and everybody like knows a, me then. A token. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's yeah. like a signet ring. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> Should I have changed my last name to Stegan before I moved here? So everyone know me. Very possible. That's, yeah. That's been the ongoing joke since we moved back yeah. for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, those are three good things. Yeah. Um, I think three bad things are, you know, negative, whatever is when I moved here, the town did look like it was dying. Mm -hmm. And from me being from California, you know, I grew up in, I was born in LA area, but grew up by San Francisco. You know, everything there is, is thriving and growing and Mm. now it's a little out of control, but you know, coming here and going to Shopco for a month or two and then it closing down and mm. and everything else kind of closing down. I think that was tough. Um, but you guys still have Taco Bell, which is huge for someone from California. We got Not, a Taco Bell. Yeah, I was going to say, it's only been here. It was like they must have peeled the plastic off right before you came to town. Yeah. Yeah. Probably why. That's probably. Because I was coming to town. You were drawn here. Yeah. yeah. Like, Not Taco John's, some, yeah. but Taco Bell. Ouch. That, those are fighting words. I know. Careful. I, I like We've to, talked I like about to, I know. Right. I would like <laughs> I to. I warned you. <laughs> for the record, I will tell you that I have never been inside the Taco Bell or outside the Taco Same. Bell. You mean this week or in the, just in normal? This, in Fergus Falls. No, I've got Same. two Taco Bells, not this one. Oh. I would oh, I would never do that. Oh my gosh. Same. Taco John's, man. Loyalties. Yeah. <laughs> Contrap Supreme. I think that's really interesting that you say that, though, that like we were for probably for a few years giving off that impression that we were dying. Like, and it, it's not that that was gonna, happening. I was going to say, she's it's like. It's not that that was happening, but like. The big box places were closing. Like we had a lot of empty spaces and we still do have a couple of spaces that are sitting empty, but like we had a, a few prominent big spaces that were empty. Um, and even our downtown probably was in the middle of like turnover at the time, mm-hmm. which is now like there's mm-hmm. a lot more places that yep. have gone in downtown. And some of those big box places are now new things. And so like, you caught us in that period where probably we didn't look that attractive mm-hmm. on the outside. On the outside, I, Mike. I'm not saying yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, no. Mike's on like the committee that's supposed to make us great. <laughs> so he's <sighs> in a pickle. No, I just have always, you know, this, we're going to sidebar for what I, like we, I've always, because you're not wrong. It gave off the impression. Yep. Yeah. But uh, the my couple of ca- caveats there is that there was nothing going on in Fergus that wasn't going on all across the country, particularly for like those big box stores and things like, like that because, but when it's in a small town, it has an outsized impact. Like yeah. when, you know, if you go to a bigger town and you know, there's always turnover, there's always places closing. There's always, you know, people going out of business, buildings being torn down to build a different building, whatever it is. But if you have six, you know, box stores in a row and one of them is empty, that's no big, you know, like, Oh, okay, that's fine. When you only have a box store, 
and it goes out of business. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, anyway. So yeah. So, yeah. So you so it was town was dying. So that was a little rough. Yep. But it's not dying. We already not dying. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, what back. else you got? Yeah, it's coming back. Um, what are, what am I on still? The well, that was one of negatives. One of negatives. Wow. Or, or just challenges. I mean, like it doesn't have to be like, oh, here's a negative thing, but right. here's a challenge. Challenge is a much better buzzword. Uh, yeah. 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 I've already locked into this because you've said space like 18 times. Because <laughs> when I'm in this space or when I'm in that space. Oh, oh not a, outer space, but no, just no, no. space. No, just space. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's all right. It's a buzzword. It works good. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Challenges. <laughs> Um, and I think another challenge was since we are from a hospitality, you know, standpoint, there's not very many businesses here that would hire us just for that. Just for that yeah. aspect. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. You got to wear a lot of hats. Like, yeah. yeah, you can run our, uh, hospitality arm and you also have to clean and cook and yeah. make deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> or there's no, you know, we've worked in a couple of five-star hotels recently, so I couldn't move here and work at yeah, a five-star hotel. That doesn't yeah. carry over. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I think the job pool, you know, that was probably a little difficult when you're coming into town. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Like having this, um, rocket opportunity, like, is that kind of like she said, like I needed something that would give me still that little bit of a sense of adventure. Like, is that something that you realized you needed also? Um, I don't know. I okay. think I probably needed it, but the opportunity arose where my former boss from Montana, uh, you know, kind of s- searched me out and, and it was something that I did in Montana. And so it was real easy to just jump on board with that. Yeah. And, okay. So, and right. it's, you know, it's, it's up my, it's up my alley. So yeah. I you was going to ask that follow-up before I was like, you knew somebody. <laughs> this wasn't like, like somebody knew you and was like, I know I got the perfect guy. Yeah. So that's how you got the job. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, have you, you felt, have you felt less challenged since you were from here or was it yeah. harder to be back? Like, oh my gosh, I'd never thought I'd come back. Um, Wait a minute. They decided to come back. Of course, obviously, at one point, they thought they'd come back. I know, but sometimes you just think <laughs> I'm going to get out of here and never return. I don't know what that's like. Did you give your third challenge? Was that your no, third challenge? No, he gave no. us two, uh, and I was letting him off the hook. Yeah. Oh, give me some time to think. Hey, sorry. We'll come back. Yeah. We'll come back to it. Uh, it's okay we'll, to be we'll optimistic. circle back to that space. Okay. <laughs> okay, Mike, I'm glad you're in, you're in that headspace. Yes. I'm going to keep saying yeah, it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you? What do you got? Oh, three positives. Um, I love our neighborhood. I love. Do you the, live, do you guys live in town? Yeah. We live mm-hmm. like six blocks from you, Mike. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean like, cause, cause some <laughs> people say like, well, I'm from Fergus or from whatever town and maybe they, they might live in town. They yeah. might live on the edge. They might be 15 miles out of town. What township? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, it's, we could go, a we lot could go all over the place. Yeah. So you're in town. Yeah. We're in town. I love being able to walk downtown. One of my favorite things to do on a Saturday is to walk to perks with my daughter and Tommy sometimes, or sometimes it's just, you know, the two of us and go to Otter Cove and, you know, hit up the spots, Uncle Eddie's, the breweries, 
that is for she's me like the name best dropping part. like i know she's really great yeah well yeah. she's in marketing she's in marketing <laughs> yeah stumpinos yeah what else can i say yeah yeah um yeah jenny's also a good friend so you know helping her out there perfect <laughs> um so that that for me is my favorite is just the locality of it and uh being able to kind of know people where i'm going they know us and they know my daughter they know you now tommy which is great so yeah that's a big part of it familiarity and location i think my second favorite thing about being back would be just access to recreation without having to pay i mean unless i mean if you want to purchase a boat you can purchase a boat but i'm not worried about purchasing a 900 hundred dollar ski pass come september mm to go ride the lifts or, you know, cause we, there isn't one. Exactly. Detroit mountain, <laughs> it's, but yeah, 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 yeah but okay. it's, but it's different, you know, yep. it's, that's not like the thing you can only do, you know? So there's lots of other recreation to be had around this area rather than having to pay a lot of money. So I do find that Fergus falls in the rural area can be very inclusive of people um, wanting to get outside Versus, you know, maybe, like I said, skiing or even other things that can be costly in more of the Western area. So I think that's really great. Um, what else? What's my third? You can skip to challenges if you have any. Um, yeah, I have one that's at, at the top of my head for sure. I think, you know, when you're wanting to make a career change back here mm. and you have certain experience where you've left and you've worked for other companies like we have in different things, it can be really challenging to find a job that you're not overqualified for sometimes. <laughs> and I don't mean that in like a bragging sense. I oh, mean no. it in like, you know, you want to get paid. Yeah. You know, you want to get paid for your experience and what yeah. you know, and you want other people to come here, but you, it's definitely hard to find something sometimes where, you see that you're valued. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's all businesses, but that's just definitely something that I had experienced. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that... In the search process. For sure. Yeah. That opportunity to now have more people working remotely is mm -hmm. maybe going to help fill in that gap a little bit, or at least to some extent, where small towns don't necessarily have the job market that you can find in yeah. you know, larger markets where you'd have more access to higher pay or positions that require your experience, yeah. right? Um, so maybe that remote access is going to help us out. Yeah. Like you're, you've got this face, like you're just really pondering something. Well, I was just wondering, like, so you've been doing, you guys have both been, well, you, how long have you been doing your remote work, Tommy? Um, since December. Okay. So it's really new. new for you, but yep. you've been doing yours for two years. Almost plus. a year. Oh, no, just I almost was, a year. God, I can't. Started in COVID. Sorry. Yeah, COVID, COVID hasn't been a whole decade yet. It freaking <laughs> feels like I know. Like, I know. And time means yeah. nothing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been a year. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's not long enough yet, but like, do you, does, does the, um, has that impacted at all? Like how people interact with you or like how, I guess what I'm getting at is like when you, I, when you started talking about like other people coming to rural areas because they can get their challenging, generally higher paying jobs yeah. mm -hmm. that are remote, like 
how does it, how does the community receive that? Like, like on one hand I could see like, who great, like wonderful. I would love to have more people in town period, more people in a certain age bracket. Good. Yeah. Also more money. Great. Yeah. Um, but I could also see potentially sort of like wagon circling, if you will, like, mm. well, you're not really almost like you're not really from here anymore again. Yeah. I mean, in my case, well, in Tommy's, I mean, he still works at Life Smiles, so sure. he's still involved. I'm on the board at Otter Cove. So, Excellent. you know, for me, it's like finding opportunities to be in the community. Yeah. But that's also a big reason why I like working remote is because I can focus on my job and maybe not like the chatter that's going around in our sure. community from time to time. And at the end of the day, I can close my computer and focus on what I need to focus on in our community. So whether that's spending time with my family or serving at Otter Cove or, you know, supporting a business by going and buying a pizza and a beer, you know, those things at the end of the day are what's important in our life. So we choose, I guess we're choosing to embrace Fergus Falls more as our lifestyle rather than just what our job is. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's cool. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess there, uh, maybe I'm overthinking that because there are, there are, can, because there are a lot of people who what are like, are probably what I'll, what I'll call first generation remote work. Like, cause there's a lot of people who live in our community that drive to mm-hmm. Fargo. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. So they don't work here. Yeah. Like, but they drive to Fargo cause that's where the job was, but they want to be in this type of community or even like, I've even known people who've driven to St. Cloud. Like, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. But also when you come from San Diego and maybe you were living in downtown, but those types of things are different too, where I would not drive to Fargo if you paid me gobs of money because I hate that drive. But like <laughs> driving 45 minutes, if you live in, you know, a major metropolitan area is like no two big, miles away. Right. It's like yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Everybody does it. Yeah. Um, we I have a friend who moved here from California um, and their first job was in Fargo. And like he called his wife on the way to work the first day. And he's like, you will not believe it. There, uh, there are eight other cars on the freeway. <laughs> like, because he had budgeted like two hours to get yeah. to work or something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, because he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. well, it's 45 miles and it's yeah. probably, you know. Oh, yeah. Anyway. There's nothing worse than LA. Yeah. All right. I think there was only one challenge. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Well, um, I, you don't have to like. <laughs> no, she was kind of poking him. And I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least one more. I deserve okay. it. Okay. Uh, another challenge. Maybe there isn't. I well, think. Well, Sorry. I think I kind of, no, that's okay. I think I kind of touched on it just a little bit with like the outside chatter that kind of happens. The fishbowl of our community? Yeah, the fishbowl. <laughs> I would say that that is really difficult some days because it's not just on, it's not just, you know, your friends and who you're talking to. It's like everywhere. It's all over social media. It's all over the Daily Journal, you know, can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> Say whatever you want. All Fergus it. Falls News, whatever. Throw yeah, them all out yeah, there. Yeah, oh. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I would think, I think that's the most difficult part sometimes is we need to set aside the gossip, chatter. I mean, who doesn't love a good story from time to time? Definitely. But when it, when it enforces a toxic workplace mm. and makes your home life toxic, that that is what's difficult. And I would say that that's definitely challenging here sometimes. But again, small town, you know, that's just 
part of the stigma, but I would really love to see Fergus not fall into that someday. I think that's really important. Oh, <laughs> oh. that would be great. Go ahead. I was just like, instead of specifically like making you list out three, I was just going to say like, if, if some other folks are looking at like, hey, this seems to be a community that's kind of growing or, you know, coming back, whatever, like we can work remote now. What what could we do, do you think, to draw more people with young families to this space? Or just young young people, like maybe they don't even have family yet. Like how do, how do you become more attractive? Like you've lived in big cities with those amenities. Um, you've seen some really cool places and, you know, I'm jealous of some of those adventures, but what can communities like this do to attract those people? I don't know. What do you think? More mom and pop places? Yeah. Restaurants? And- We're going retro now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just so important to understand the times we're in. I, th- From my perspective and working where I work, it's, it's really hard to not watch local businesses take a stand on environmental issues or take a stand on things that are happening in the world right now that are really icky, whether that's Ukraine or LGBTQ or like I said, the environment, you know, I would love to see a little bit more like progressive outspokenness from some people if that's what they believe and want to, you know, put their business behind. I think that's really important to our generation. I think, you know, like you said, amenities, it's coming along. You know, we follow what's happening with the city and what's coming up downtown and the Riverfront Project and NP Park and all of that's so incredible for young families, for sure. I spend a lot of time at the library working. Uh, It's my favorite place to, quote unquote, (laughs) co-work. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really big thing is how do we not just do these projects that are happening with the city and downtown, but how do we show that our community is progressive minded as well to bring young families here? Because the shift is changing on what matters to people, the younger and younger we get, you know, I have, I have cousins who grew up in the cities. One of them is going to school in Grand Forks now, but yes, she goes to school in North Dakota, but she's very progressive minded and loves Fergus Falls, but would love to see, you know, some of these different things show. So I don't know. I don't know, Mike, you look like you have some deep thoughts on that. I probably was spacing out. No, <laughs> no, I mean, Such like, a but that's a great no, use of the so, word space. Yeah. Uh, it was, I threw space in there, but like, that's, I mean, that's a perennial sort of cyclical conflict though. Right. Is like for some, some of what you're saying, like, you're not going to see necessarily what you're looking for because a large portion of people in town don't share those. I don't want to say values. Values. Is that the right? No, that's not the right word. It's not the right word, but you know what I, you know, so we're a conservative town. And so like, it's going to be hard to see those changes. And then also, I mean, it's corny, but whatever the dumb line is about, like be the change you want to see in the world. Like, so Gandhi. if you, Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. 
No, it's a great line, but so, I mean, like, so the friend who's going to North Dakota State University, who, who, no, who, UND, whatever, Mike. they're all the same. They're oh, in North Dakota. Oh, very Mike. different. Very different. <laughs> Wait a minute, UND. Which one is that? That's Grand the, Forks, that's University Grand of Forks. North Dakota. That's the the Fighting Hawks now. Yes. No. yes. Jayhawk. No. Hawks. Is it just yeah. the Hawks? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Um, the the point being is that like until it's it's like a chicken and the egg and so yes I am part of an organization that is working to try to like uh in, you know bring new businesses to town and support business and stuff like that but it's very chicken and the egg like so unless we have more people in town who are willing to do the things yeah. that you're talking about you won't get that you know yeah. you won't see that change and and then so then people don't come because they don't see that change and then it's a, it's a here's what I think that I just want to poke you about great. Um, because you said like we're a conservative town and we're not really like we might still be a majority of the population votes red or is conservative. Right. But like not the whole town anymore. But I think that rural communities have to have this reckoning of like fighting that stigma at some point if they want to survive, honestly, because you have all of these progressive liberal, woke, whatever you want to call them, right? <laughs> yeah. Poke, poke, poke. Um, Gen you have, Z things. Yeah, you have all of these all of these young people and a larger portion of younger generations are of that leaning, right? Um, and so you have to somehow get rid of this stigma or get a, get away from the stigma or get around it of like, oh, rural communities, they're all, they're all just Trump, right? Like they're all just red. Mm-hmm. They're all conservative. Like, we have to fight that somehow or stand against that somehow to be able to attract younger people. I understand that like rural communities still have a large population of older folks who might not lean that way. I mean, you know, tradition is one thing, but I think that to draw in people, you're going to have to somehow get around this, which is going to require like, it's going to require a shift of some sort, Mike. I don't disagree. Make it happen. No, you're on the, you're on the committee. You. You're on the committee, like, Mike. It's a it is a it is a tough rock to roll up the hill. That that's all that's all I'm saying. I'm not like I it's funny that you should bring up businesses because like that's probably the best way to even to go about it because businesses aren't dumb and we're in the business of being in business. And so if we want to <laughs> continue, you know, they track what's going on and like what even if they're half heartedly in for the whichever pick whatever one you know environmental things but like if they if they if they perceive that being environmentally conscious or like uh friendly however you want to put it will help their bottom line they will do it so like Mm. i mean and i think i think maybe like i'll throw this out there for for the group (laughs) but i wonder if like is is a local business in a rural community going to by making a stand cause people to leave town or like, is it more likely that you would cause people to feel welcomed and like, mm-hmm. Oh, I want to be a part of this community. Right? Like, so can we see more businesses taking a stand because it's actually going to be a draw? It's not actually going to get these people who are third generation residents to leave. Right? Like by saying I'm going to go green or whatever. You know what I mean? I yeah. do, but the but the but the reality of it is what's scary is not that we're going to drive people from town; is that you will go out of business. 
But so, do you believe that? I don't know. I'm just, I said, that's a perception. Can I, can I? Yeah, let's do it. Can I ask you something? Let's do it. So you, you want a cabinet? <laughs> always, always. You want a cabinet business, correct? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> taking. <Crap. laughs> I am here for this. I am ready. Corner, this is going to be awesome. I want snacks. <sighs> Hypothetically. It's hot in here. <laughs> So hypothetically, as a manufacturer, mm-hmm. manufacturer, the was that your hospitality voice? A yes, manufacturer? Yes. Okay. Um, the environment is probably something you think about from time to time. Mm, I have to say yes. Okay. So <laughs> it's required. If you if you put out a product that you were making cabinets out of recycled materials, mm-hmm. you were teaming up with the recycling center and Cedar and all those people who worked on there to use their plastic. <laughs> She's famous. <laughs> to use their plastic making machine. I don't know what exactly the title is for it to make secondhand cabinets to sell because you wanted to help protect the environment more. Would that be negative and have a liberal spin on it for people in this town? Well, you picked a safe one. We got to so, start somewhere. So I appreciate that very much. <laughs> oh, you thought it was going to go. Oh, you, I thought it was okay, going to be something okay. else. Uh, that's, a di- that's another show. I'm trying to at least keep it in like. Yeah, no, I mean, um, uh, yeah. So when I, I don't, how do I answer that? No, I mean, only if we could sell the product. That's the, and which, which are, and so I, the, the problem is, is I will tell you, our clientele does not care. Yeah. So the, I mean, not does not care. Mm-hmm. The large majority, there. If they were gonna list their five, or their three pros and cons or whatever, when they're making a, they're gonna remodel their kitchen. Mm-hmm. The environmental impact of the materials or whatever is not on their. It's not. It doesn't make it anywhere on their list. But why? That's them. Trust, trust me. So, okay. So I, when but I, but are first, you, but is what, your business providing information? <laughs> well, man, she's really going to just, uh, no, uh, because I'm, because I'm jaded and I just, because I just want to make money and go home. <laughs> no. So when I'm I, sorry, first, when I first started my, buttons. when I first started my business, um, that was my, uh, I actually started as a general contractor. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to build houses and I wanted to build greenhouses. Like that was, cool. I was going to do environmentally conscious and, but you're going to laugh at what I used because <laughs> um, what I settled on, um, I built uh, ICF houses. So like the concrete with the foam. So they're like, there's some, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning, there was some definite gray area because of the materials going in it, but they were highly energy efficient sure. and things, you know, and I was looking for, I wanted to, you know, get into uh, lead certification and all that kind of stuff. And they're just, and now granted, this is 20 years ago, but there just was not a, that didn't matter to, you know, you could do that in the cities and people would, especially 20 years ago, would flock to you because you were like the environmental person. So I, it's not that I don't think about it, and it, but it has, it's an uphill battle. And yes, you have to do a lot of educating, but educating is a lot harder to do than selling. Yeah. And yeah. you're in marketing, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I like this though. I'm gonna now. I have to think about it. See, good. It's yeah. It, you don't have to make like a huge statement. It's just how can we slyly educate people 
yep. on issues that are considered to be woke or overtly liberal in the news these days yep. that just aren't. It's just caring about what's happening in the world. It doesn't. You don't have to be liberal or conservative to want to do something that's environmentally sound. It is Earth Day Friday. Oh, it is. So this is perfect. <laughs> <It's Earth Week. laughs> we do recycle. Does that count at yes. all? Or not really anymore? <laughs> Doesn't really anymore. Uh, you could get me on on the bandwagon. We could start talking about the recycling program in Fergus and how Oof. how the recycling needs to get picked up every week and the garbage needs to get picked up every other week. Totally. Because <laughs> our recycling fills up Immediately. Instantaneously. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother Anyway. Thing. Totally All different. Right. Okay. Probably bring it bring it back down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> rebound. We're no, I like back. it. Okay. So, you also moved here um, to experience some turbulent political times mm-hmm. as somebody that was coming from the opposite political end of the spectrum. Are you of the same political affiliation, the two of you? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. Which is why he's smartly sitting over there very quietly. Yes. While I'm so- getting grilled about my recycling <laughs> program. He's like, I already he's know. Like, I already yes, know. This is fantastic. <laughs> so interesting. Oh, I have more questions. But like, what was that What was that experience like for both of you? I, I would say that your experience with um, political campaigns and whatever would have been different in this environment than it was prior. What was that experience like for you? And we'll get to the um, opposite political affiliations later. You can go ahead. You can no, go ahead. you start. <laughs> go ahead, yeah. Aw. Oh, so many things. Um, <laughs> We're going to have to nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the last election season, the presidential election season was really hard. Um, throw COVID on top of that, it was extremely hard. For me, um, not just to not just to necessarily be in this area, but just to see, see how people are treating each other. Mm-hmm. You know, working in marketing, working online, working with social media a lot, it's very painful. There's nothing worse than seeing just some of the hateful comments that are made. Um it's, it's really hard. And especially in a community like this that just gets so divided on things sometimes. You know, one of the first times I met Tammy was, you can take this out if you want to, but <laughs> one of the first times I met Tammy was when there was the mask rally this last fall. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And coming from working in healthcare, especially locally. You were at the rally? No, 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 no. Okay. We were delivering treats. Oh, right. To the clinic. Right, right. So all oh, right, the treat thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, got it. So I had driven by, and when I when I pulled up, I was bawling, not because I didn't believe people shouldn't stand up for what they want to stand up for, but just how it just seemed very negative. It was just negative. There wasn't. It just felt really icky, and I'm not sure why exactly still. But it definitely took some time to move through that. So I would say that it was hard. It was hard to watch people just be really, really divided. And especially online. Just a lot of online hate. And it's not something I ever want to get into. And when I had my own business, you know, I built social media with joy. That was really what I was striving to do. Is that your mission statement? Kind of. That's adorable. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So cute. But 
because there is just so much, especially here, there can be a lot of really crappy stuff said to people online. And those are your neighbors. Those aren't like, they're, they're human beings. And I think that's what people forget. You can hide behind a computer screen, but you're still talking to a human being. Mm-hmm. I think that that division um, is definitely felt more strongly in small communities like this, where you do run into them at the grocery store then. Like, mm-hmm. oh, and I saw what you said about so-and-so online, and that was like... Now I have to look at you while I'm taking my produce, you know, like yeah. whatever. It it's it's different. It hits yeah. different. Hmm. Yeah. Tommy. Um, I stay as far away from <laughs> political stuff as possible. <laughs> okay. okay. So I think that's why we drive together <laughs> because she will talk about it and I'll just tune out. <laughs> um, hence why I have been working at golf courses ever since I was young. Um when anything happens, I just grab my golf clubs and I take off. And there you go. <laughs> That's your coping mechanism. Yep. yep. I'm out. Huh. But you, so, but you, you don't necessarily line up in your political perspective or like, are no, you totally I mean, out of it? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm totally out of it. I, anything that we do agree on or we don't agree on, I don't really pick a battle with it. <laughs> Okay. He tries. He does. You do once in a while. Yeah. But I just try to bring her back down a little bit. Stop <laughs> going so far. Be a voice of reason. You're yeah, you're sure. away and just And again, like that's inside like our household. It's not like yeah. I'm like spouting off in public or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'm you're not doing that like walking down the street when you're going to get your perks coffee, just yeah. yelling at people yeah, and stuff like, like that. Yeah. F you. People <laughs> for this. Random people driving by. <laughs> Be more inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Pick what? up your trash. <laughs> that's yeah. not so okay. I, now I gotta pick up your trash. <sighs> so that's like a liberal thing now. Picking up trash is a liberal no. thing. Recycling is a, and I mean, it it no. is. I do um, think it's interesting that like how there <laughs> over time wow. when we have had well when we've had incremental change over time where things that would have been like like recycling for Pete's sake like that's not a conservative. Or sure. a progressive thing. Yeah. But it was progress. At least at like the, like, sort of on the baseline level. Like right. Like we recycle cans and paper. Yeah. Like everybody does that now. Um, and so it's not like that yeah. big of a divisive kind of thing. So you must play golf a lot then. I used to. <laughs> Gotta is get it, away from this Is it politics. chilled out now yeah. lately? Like with the politics so you didn't have to run away? What's that? You don't so, have to, you don't have to run away as much because it's not election year or what? No, <laughs> yeah. Just wait till this it's summer coming. fall. It's yeah. coming. You're gonna be out a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, midterms. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's super interesting to me. So, like, just because I love data about things like this, and um, people are now more likely to be willing to marry outside of their religion than they are to marry outside of their political affiliation. Like, that's the value that we've given our political ideologies. And I just, it's fascinating then when you look at high functioning couples who actually can make that work. Like <laughs> it, it's interesting. It I is. love, I love the, I love the context there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I have family too who, you know, don't agree with me and I, I've learned a lot of really good, but hard lessons with that as well. I mean, yes, I side in Tammy's camp these days. However, I was taught from a very young age by my grandfather that George W. Bush is the man. Oh. Oh. And, you know, I was like a second grader when all of that was going down. Sure. You know, I was campaigning for George Bush as a second grader. Oh, my gosh. We're so old. uh, 
No, we you're are. not. They're, they're old. No, we're old. Yeah, Scott, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I voted for him um, in a mock election. I um, also helped at a rally for George Bush, shook yep. his hand. Um, that was my freshman year of college. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then, you know, Barack Obama came along when I was in high school, and that was here we it. are today. That was it. Smooth talker. And handsome. A little more like, than that. I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That was it. That was all I needed. Yeah. So this is a totally off, it's sort of on topic, but like I just had this thought the other day because there was an article about, you know, supposedly Biden said he's going to run again, told somebody he's going to He told Obama. That was the the headline. And actually my thought was, I'm like, he's going to get out of office and immediately die. And Barack Obama is going to live for another like 40 years because he's young and he's healthy. Yeah. It's just a, it was just like a weird thought I had of like then the most recent president will die immediately because <laughs> he'll be ninety eight. No, not ninety eight. How old will he be? That is that's a. He's like eighty. <laughs> he's like eighty. He's more than eighty. He's like no. All right. Okay. We we got <laughs> we got to wrap I'm it up. Google it while you wrap, wow. wrap it up. You the, wrap it up. The only thing I wanted to talk about was oh, the furries. That, that was hey, that was going to be that. That's, that's usually see, how, that's we how we end, wrap uh, it up. Our, is like, interviews is were like, anything is there else anything else, else that you wanted? Right. Last word. Yeah. So yeah. The, so okay. So the furry. Last word. I really want to talk about the furry. Oh crap. Okay. Tommy doesn't know what this is. So Tammy, do you want to give him just like a go? You you let us know. So. Not the fuzzies. Did I call them the you fuzzies? You did. You I called, called them, them the fuzzies. fuzzies. <laughs> I, I think my kids, I told them about it later. They're like, Dad, it's not fuzzies. It's furries. And that's a real thing. <laughs> All right. It's been a real thing for a really long time. So you know how in the country currently people are really divided on like the trans issues and LGBTQ, things that are being taught in school. Kids are defining as they, them. Sure. Sure. So... There was this rumor, do we want to call it a rumor? Yeah. Rumor yeah. going around that kids were now choosing to define as cats and dogs instead of she, him, they. And was it a congressman? Yeah. Yeah. Congressman. Like retweeted this story. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that essentially like we need the school because the school districts were creating policies to be inclusive to them, which included litter boxes. <laughs> so, but it was really about furries. What is it? So what is a furries? Wait, what are you saying? That's the the kid who that was that was like the idea, right? Yeah. Like that the kid. But wanted... apparently there are kids that like they're not actually identifying, but they pretend and they wear animal like, ears, cat ears, yeah, and meow all the time. Yeah, there's furry conventions. It's like Comic Con, but are for you people a that furry. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> Because I don't want to be a closet free. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know there was conventions. Yes, it sure. is. It's like Comic Con. It's kind of like, yeah, Comic Con or like an anime convention. Yeah, like wow. you're that into your hobby that you just want to go celebrate that. Okay. Yeah. I was on SVU. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Was yeah. That? Yeah. Yay. Ripped from the headlines, Law and Order SVU. Oh, I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Must be, must be some sort of like liberal club of some kind. No, it's a TV show. I don't watch that show. Clearly. Clearly. So did you need to add anything else about No, the I just wanted just to talk about it. You just wanted it. to talk about it. 
<laughs> did you do any promos for the furries convention at all no, is that no, how no. you have a kid no the only reason i want to talk about it is because as soon as tammy said it in the last podcast i burst out laughing like burst out laughing because you knew what it was yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm like really somebody would believe cats and dogs kids are defining as that and yeah. that we're having litter boxes in schools <sighs> exactly like, yeah but that so <laughs> yes people are believing that and they just are. yes why that, that because that's what happens when 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 you take when your only defense and so this is you know my own sort of group of people but if your only defense is like ridiculous hyperbole all the time like if we allow this to happen in the schools what's next you know, oh yeah, kids yeah. are going to be mm-hmm. pretending to be cats and dogs you know like if if you've done that long enough and then you see a tweet go by it, you're like, ha, see, I was right. And then they just <laughs> fart away. Be best. Be best. Be best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, this has been really fun. You guys oh, are thank you. You guys, <laughs> you guys are really uh an interesting couple. Glad that you're in town. Um hope you stay they have too many town. friends to like see us ever no they joke have, like, i know really i was like i was kind of, I was secretly hoping i'm like they're gonna maybe one of the challenges will be like we only have like two friends and yeah. we're like oh good we can adopt Sweet. you you guys have more <laughs> friends than i do yeah, that's for that's 15 20 you guys all go out at the same time and like there's not a no. place in town no. that no. can hold no. 15 but to 20 he said 15 to 20 different couples they could just call up and at go any out. time that's amazing that's amazing it's a good, good job for you and good job. Way to be related town. to half and the way town. To be yeah. being the change you want to see in your yes, town. Yes, I love that. Um, that you're both choosing to be connected and like engaging in community stuff. This is what we need more of. Be the change. Sweet. Be best. Be best. Be best. <laughs> and there anyway. <laughs> uh, All, right. All right. Okay. So I have two nice things. Um, oh, you have, have two, two also, nice so it's fine. Uh, I'll, should we go back and forth? Yep, we'll do, go try for it. Do you go first. Forth. All right. So my first one is uh, New York. The state of New York is moving to permanently legalize to-go drinks. Is this like you could walk around with it? No. Oh. This is like you can buy. So during the pandemic, yes. they changed their rules like that you when you order to go food from restaurants or delivery or pickup or whatever, they made it legal so you could actually buy a drink. So like if you're going to a place and you would order, you know, whatever it was and you wanted a cocktail to go with it, you right. could to help the the restaurants during the pandemic because yes. because you make a lot of money out of alcohol. The drinks. Yeah. Um that they could do that during the pandemic and now uh they are moving to make that permanent. Not really permanent. It's only for three years. But um oh. I just think I just think it's great because I think these are I think rule these rules are dumb like i also kind of like that for a rule like this you would make it like let's evaluate it after three years and see sure see how it goes seems like that makes um, sense they did in the original one they um they were required to order some food to go with it like you couldn't just it's order drinks idea. which i don't know why <laughs> it seems like this is but that's a <laughs> revisiting so saying this again, I like the new rule, but also it's dumb when we add extra things oh, on it. So then like yeah. apparently all over New York, there were, they called them Cuomo chips because people would order a dollar bag of chips and four and get cocktails. The yeah. Um, so now they're changing the language that they have to order a substantial food item. But people are like, well, what the what, what heck qualifies? does that mean? This is why rules yeah. are dumb because every time you Rules make... are not dumb. We okay. do need rules, but we need like, if you're going to try to say, dumb. yeah, if you're going to try to say you need to eat a burger, if you're going to order this, then tell me you need to order an entree or but something, also, you know, like, why? Is it, right. there's I no know, reason I know. No. at all. 
Anyway, so I'm excited about that. So what's your next one? My next one. The founder of Arizona Tea um, won't give in to inflation was his quote. He <laughs> says, consumers don't need another price increase. Um, Don Voltaggio says that he doesn't want to be like the bread guys and gas guys. Those are his words. Uh-huh. And that he is committed to the 99 cent price of Arizona Tea. Those giant cans that you can get at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he could be making a whole lot more money if he would have been raising the price of his product with inflation over the years as other industries have. Um, but I just really like this, and I think we could use some more people like this in our crazy market that we have. Whatever. I do. Like, he's like, I'm still profitable. It's not like, I mean, it's not like he's losing money, right? Like, he, not could, yet. he could be making a crap town more. Sure. If he would have kept up with price increasing, but like, he's still profitable, and he's saying, hey, you know what? No, you can always buy your Arizona for 99 cents. I'm committed to it. Oh, that's nice. I ne- It is. It is. Um, I, that's, I mean, it's cute and it's clever. It's good marketing. Right. And, but like, it won't last forever. Also did nobody ask. So what I find interesting is like, Hey, <laughs> I'm just going to label you, <laughs> you liberal, liberal progressive people are like, Oh, isn't this nice? He's not raising it. And I go, don't you want to go back and think for the last 20 years, he's been soaking you. Every time you bought a 99 cent can because he's got enough profit margin in there to absorb it and still make money. Here's where my mind went was like, when did it switch? Right. Like, because if he's always had it at 99 cents. Yeah. Initially, sure, maybe Must it wasn't, but like a crap ton it of clearly money. hasn't ever increased. And so like, at what point did your profit margins like anyway? I know. Um, I just think I just think it's funny if there's enough if there's enough margin in there to absorb Here's what I think, Mike. If you have enough margin to be able to absorb to do something like this, mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of other companies that also would. I know, so, but like, I'm just saying it's not that. Let's whatever. allow people to be able to, you know. Fine. I'm just saying it's not eat as their an eggs. angelic, angelish. Is angelic? angelic? Is that the word angelish? you're looking for? No, I'm looking for angelish. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, my next one okay. is somebody who doesn't have to worry about inflation. Um, a California woman accidentally won $10 million. How do you accidentally win? So apparently she was at a grocery store or someplace and, yeah. and there was like a machine, like a, like a vending machine where you can buy the scratch cards. Sure. I don't know. I don't do scratch. I don't do this. I don't play the lottery. So I don't, I don't know these I don't things. do the lottery. I bought like four lottery tickets in my entire life, but wow. I bought tickets, you know, like okay. whatever. Yeah. So like scratch, you put, you pick things yes. and she intended to buy like a $5 scratch card okay. and she bought like a $30, which I didn't oh. like also. Yeah. But she bought it because somebody ran into her while she was at the machine and she bumped the button. Okay. So she got the card she didn't want and yes. was all pissed about it, went to her car, scratched it off, won $10 million. So then like, do I have to share this with the person that bumped no! me and forced me to buy the wrong ticket? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. I just, I just, I don't, so I don't know if it's a nice necessarily, but I was like, this is a funny story. That is funny I story. I like that. Yeah. I accidentally won $10 million. No big deal. Anyway. I like it. You play scratches? Um, so we put lottery tickets, scratch off tickets in our kids' Easter baskets oh, this year. That's what my mom used to do. Um, <laughs> two of them liked it. One of them did not. Did as two much. of them win and one of them lost? No, they all won something. Oh. But like nice. $20 versus $3, you know? So, oh, yeah. 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 So it doesn't work out that great. Um, okay. My right. other nice story Pillsbury United Communities in Minnesota has announced that all Minneapolis North seniors who graduate this year will be receiving up to $10,000 scholarships. 
The organization has raised around a million dollars and said that this graduating class has been through so much. They've had the pandemic, George Floyd's murder, increased violence in the area, a teacher strike, and then recently they actually lost a classmate um, who got caught in the middle of some gun violence. They are going to have career and college planning counselors on hand throughout the summer to help students in making their decisions, and students have up to a year to claim these funds. So if they don't have like a set plan already right now, they have time and they can make their plans up to $10,000 each. This is amazing. That's and like, pretty cool. Especially for this area in North Minneapolis, like a tough time. So I'm not going to mock this at all. No, it's great. Way to go, Pillsbury United. What the heck is Pillsbury United? So Pillsbury United is like. It must be like a, it's a started by Pillsbury or something. Yes. Yeah, okay. And so then it's like a foundation that's brought in money. Like Target donated to this. Like all the sure. Minnesota companies have kind of donated into that fund. They but should call the Arizona tea guy. Hey, what? I bet I bet he'd give out some Arizona teas. He'd have to raise his price. No, no. <laughs> you get 99 cents. You get, you 99, get 99 cents. cents. <laughs> it's a big can for 99 cents also. It is. Like, it's a giant can of Arizona tea. That's so much sugar. Wow. Mm. Anyway, that's nice. Way to go, Pillsbury. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen.